Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Third On Sports Podcast. If you're new here, hi, I am your host, Henry. This is a podcast where we get into all things sports, keep you up to date, answer questions, all that good stuff. Coming up in today's podcast, we're going to get into so much good stuff because we have some big breaking news announced about an hour and a half ago concerning Chris Paul and where he will be playing next year and the following years to come. We're also going to get into our Week 10 Basically answering some questions that what we learned from week 10, just kind of recapping week 10. Then we're going to move straight into looking into week 11. We're going to do some, not really start them and sit them, but more like who you're going to want to start in your fantasy team for week 7. I didn't get to do a whole start them and sit them, but it's like who, who you should start in fantasy this week. But before we get into all of that awesome stuff, we actually have a sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is presented to you by Clutch Card. Clutch is a new credit card revolving how you earn and spend points. If you feel you are not maximizing your credit card points, you are not alone. Clutch created a tailored credit card that gives you rewards that are effortless, relevant, and flexible. Right now, Clutch is offering our listeners a special invitation code to get on their waitlist by using the code POD at ClutchCard.com. That's code POD at K-L-U-T-C-H-C-A-R-D.com. Choose your own category and earn more points with Clutch. But anyway, big thanks to Clutch Card for sponsoring today's episode on today's podcast. So, huge news in the NBA. The Phoenix Suns have agreed to a deal acquiring Oklahoma City's Thunder All-Star guard Chris Paul. So, this deal will send Chris Paul and Abdel Netter to the Suns for Kelly Albright Jr., Ricky Rubio, Ty Jeremy, Jalen Lee and a 2022 first-round pick. So, that's just a massive deal right there. And what I would really like to see, so Chris Paul, going, obviously he's going to the Suns now. I think that it would be a great chance for Devin Booker to kind of get mentored, I guess you could say. Because, I mean, Chris Paul being the longtime veteran and all-around great player and just all-around great basketball knowledge that he he has, um, I really I would like to see him mentor and pass that down to Devin Booker. Because really, Devin Booker is still young and he's still... He's still getting in his groove, and he's he got so much talent ahead of him and so much to come. And I'd, I'd really like to see Chris Paul pass it down because you don't really know how many years, how many more years Chris Paul has really gotten him. So I think this is probably his last couple of years. And then I'd like to see him pass that kind of down to Devin Booker, kind of mentor him a little bit. So yeah, that is huge there. And then our other big headline was New Orleans Saints Drew Brees has a fractured rib collapsed lung. So... That is, that's horrible. I mean, a collapsed, a collapsed or collapsed lung and fractured rib. Like, wow. So it's it's he's he's unsure of how much time he's gonna uh, he he'll be forced to be missed, forced to miss. Uh, as of right now, that's unclear. But it is not looking good right now. That's that just sounds bad. A fractured rib, collapsed lung. Like, that just sounds bad. But anyway, we are going to move on. So basically, there's been a lot of talk going around about Russell Westbrook and James Harden, where they're going to end up. And at first, we all thought that James Harden was going to go to Philly, but now, like he's, he's now they're saying he's going to go to the Nets. Russell Westbrook, like basically, they're both up to trade, and they both probably won't be with Houston by the end of the season. So, kind of just want to get you guys up to date on like where they will potentially go. So we're going to start with Russell Westbrook. So. Russell Westbrook has requested a trade 
So following that, the Houston Rockets are exploring exploring transactions according to multiple media reports. But with three years and up to $131.5 million left on his contract, the market for a deal in 2020 could be very, very limited. So that's where Russell, that's where Russell Westbrook is right now. So he's just kind of floating there. And like that's a lot of money on the table. And he's really just floating there. I honestly have no idea where he's going to end up. But on the other hand, James Harden. The Nets are definitely on the top of his like list, I guess you could say. And he, I think he, James Harden himself, is eyeing the Brooklyn Nets. And he, he 100% wants to move on from the Rockets. We can all agree on that. He does not want to be with the Rockets. He probably, most likely, will not play for the Rockets in 2021 or th- this following season. Like, he does not want to be with the Rockets anymore. The Rockets are putting him up for trade. Like, like he's not going to be with the Rockets. So, as of right now, he, he has his eye on the Nets, probably at number one on his list. And then, I'd say at number two, he has the 76ers. And we've already talked about how what would happen in our last podcast. We already talked about what would happen if James Harden went to the 76ers. What uh, like what that would mean for the 76ers. And it's kind of the same thing with the Nets. It's like if he ended up going to the Nets, would he be able to share the ball? If, of course, we're at, we're at KD back. And I mean, that'd be a great trio there with Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. And really, it's kind of like... I'm nervous because Kyrie and a little bit of Durant, they both kind of have that, that their style of play is that the ball is in their hands and they, and they, the, the play starts with them. And I think all three of them have that. So it's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see because we haven't seen KD and Kyrie play yet together because KD uh, has been out. So it will be really interesting to see with KD coming back. Will he be the same after that injury? Kyrie's been suffering injuries. Will James Harden be able to share the ball? There's just so many questions that we really have no idea until we actually watch. So we have to keep a close eye on that. But anyway, we are going to move on. A kind of like, I guess you say, looking over, recapping uh, what we saw NFL Week 10. So basically, one thing I think that we learned from Week 10 is that no, like Big Ben, like no practice was no problem. I mean, he sat out all week from practice he was self-isolated due to COVID-19 and Ben Rosenberger comes back and he leads Pittsburgh to a 36-10 blowout win over Cincinnati he just slapped Cincinnati on the face he completed 27 of 46 pass attempts and he posted a season high with 333 yards and four touchdowns if you had Big Ben in your fantasy this week. You struck gold because he popped off in fantasy and he will probably be a solid top three, maybe even number one quarterback option in week 11 against Jacksonville. We all know how bad Jacksonville is. So Rosenberger used all of his wide receiver weapons as he went to Dante Johnson, went to Juju Smith-Schuster, he went to Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool had two touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster had one touchdown. Dante Johnson had one touchdown. Dante Johnson also caught 116 yards. Basically, he was just connecting to all of all of the all of his wide receivers, which is what you want to see as a Pittsburgh fan, because we all know how good their defense is. I've said it so many times. We all know how good their defense is, but now that their offense is looking like this, yes, I know it's against the Bengals, 29th ranked run defense and not very high up on the pass defense either. I know they're not the best defense. 
But this is what you want to see as Pittsburgh fans, seeing this Pittsburgh Steelers offense kind of get involved and not just having it revolve around how good their defense is. Because I think that was one of the big questions out there. We all know that their offense is good, or we all know that their defense is good, but are they a, are they an actual contender because their offense isn't good? But we have seen from this game that their offense is capable of popping off. And yeah, pretty crazy. But then on the other hand, running back James Conner, he posted just 36 rushing yards. 6.8 fantasy points. So if you had James James Conner in your fantasy league, you were not looking good. Gotta say, you're not looking good. Also, another big thing that, that we learned from week 6. Well, not that we learned, but we're recapping. Or not, I said week 6. Week 10. We're kind of recapping week 10. But I don't know if you saw it, but you have to. It, I mean, pretty much everyone's probably seen it. But if you haven't seen it, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyle Murray absolutely amazing it's it was a miracle it was absolutely probably one of the most impressive scrambles that i've ever seen and he scrambles out and then he just launched the ball to deandre hopkins and he got the hail mary with like no time left on the clock to give to give the craziest victory of all time 32 to 30 over buffalo and Murray, he had a pretty impressive game, completing 22 of 32 passes for 245 yards and one touchdown. But just that that last play, if you haven't seen it already, I encourage you to look up. Just go go look at it. It is unbelievable. I mean, you probably have seen it, but wow. Insane. But anyway, I think another big thing that we learned from Week 10 is what's really going on with Russell Wilson. And I mean, after leading Seattle to a five and zero record, Russell Wilson has struggled for not just this week, but in, really in the last like three, four games. And I mean, Seahawks have now are now six and three record. Like, what's really happening there? I mean, Wilson tossed twenty three touchdown passes and just three interceptions in the six wins. He has five touchdown passes and seven interceptions during the three losses. And I think that these turnovers, and he's also fumbled many times, I think these these turnovers by Russell Wilson are really affecting them, and that's kind of what's giving them the losses. And then there's fantasy busts across the board with the Seattle Seahawks and their 23-16 loss to the LA Rams. Tyler Lockett. Got six passes for 66 yards. That's a letdown. You, you usually count on him to get good points. DK Metcalf caught two passes for 28 yards. And they both didn't score at all. So, like, pretty crazy there. I mean, if you if you had Russell Wilson in your fantasy league, I feel bad for you. If you had Tyler Lockett in your fantasy league, I feel bad for you. If you had DK Metcalf in your fantasy league, I feel bad for you. Like, like that, they, 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 let, they let him down. So it's it's really going to be interesting to see. We really got to keep a close eye on Russell Wilson. I think if he doesn't throw as many interceptions, I really think I, I think that's making the effect. I really do. I think that is making a big time effect for for uh for this for the Seahawks just in general, and it's killing him in fantasy as well. Another thing that we learned is Nick Chubb after being well. Another thing that we learned is Nick Chubb can come back from an injury and like. Pretty much same thing with Big Ben. No practice is no problem for Nick Chubb. I mean, being inactive for the last five games, he's been rehabbing from a knee injury, a bad knee injury as well. Nick Chubb returned to action. He left off. He came back right where he left off and led Cleveland to a 10-7 win over Houston. So he he it was interesting because he shared touches equally with Kaleem Hunt. They both had 19 carries. 
Chubb racked up 126 yards in one touchdown, and Hunt finished with 104 rushing yards. So, I, in my fantasy league, Nick Chubb had been cut, and I was just looking through the free uh, the free agency like on the waivers, and I said, and I saw Nick Chubb, and I'm, and I saw that he's active, and I'm like, this is a risk. But I, my star running back Christian McCaffrey was out, so I'm like, I got nothing to lose, so I grabbed Nick Chubb, and it when he did good, he basically won me this week in fantasy. I'm so glad that I picked up Nick Chubb in fantasy. That was so awesome. Thank you, Nick Chubb. You 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 did good. Thank you, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Thank you, Nick Chubb. Okay, anyway, we're going to move on to our stardom and sit'em. So, we're, week 10 is in the books, and we're moving straight to week 11. So, stardom and sit'em. It's, it's got a little bit of a twist, because it really isn't stardom and sit'em. But this is just this is just some players that you should start if you have them. I didn't have time to make a full stardom and sit'em list, but these are just players that you, that you should start if you have them. So, number one is going to be Tua Tangaloa. The Dolphins rookie quarterback has honestly been, I really like what I've seen from him, and I think he'd, he'd be that good. I mean, he was fifth overall pick 2020 draft. We know all the injuries he's had, but he's been pretty good. The Dolphins take on the Broncos in week 11. And then again, in week 12, they take on the Jets. And then again, in week 13, they take on the Bengals. So basically what I'm getting at is they have a pretty nice schedule coming up for them and that well they do have the chiefs chiefs in week 14 but the next three games i would definitely start Tua if you have him on your fantasy team uh especially week 11 because bronco has a very the broncos have a very weak pass defense and the matchup for for Tua tango is very very promising so a running back that i believe that you should start if you have him on your fantasy team is going to be naheem hines for the indianapolis colts it is shocking. It is shocking to me when I found out that Heinz is available in 60% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Heinz scored once on the ground and once through the air in the Colts' win over Tennessee. And he just looked good. He, he led his team with 70 rushing yards and boosted his stats by catching 5 passes for, 40, for 45 yards. That's golden when your fantasy running back is catching the ball as well. Because that's golden. That's why Chris McCaffrey was so good last year. And is when was this year when he's played. But really, he's just always available. you got to pick this man up. He's good. He really is good. That's I, There's nothing to say. He's good. He's very, very good. And he's catching them and, and he's running them in. you got to get Himes. Anyway, we're going to move on to our wide receiver. I believe you should start if you have him on your fantasy team. That's going to be Michael Pittman Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, he's a rookie, but he had his... I think this was in Week 10, he had his first game where I've actually seen him as... like, like I just, He decided like his first game, or like his first game where he came to play. So he led the Colts with 7 catches and 101 yards, which nearly doubled his previous best yardage output. So, I think he can really keep this up, and the Colts have one of the easiest schedules for wide receivers, fantasy-wise, for the rest of the season. They take on the Packers, the Titans, the Texans twice, and the Raiders, and the ne- that's their next five weeks. So, definitely, if if and he's also available in a lot of fantasy leagues, so definitely pick up Pittman Jr., and if you have him, definitely start him the next five five weeks, for sure. 
But anyway, that is going to do it for players. I believe you should start in week 11. And that's going to do it for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow all of my socials links down below to Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, I don't know what you're doing. You, you just got to subscribe. Just subscribe. Click the link and subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to me also on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. Thank you for listening. I'm Henry. Peace out, everybody.